1: Of the Lakers Fast Break podcast. It's Joe Soro coming right back at you here on the Lakers Fast Break. Pop culture, cosmos, inside sports, fantasy, football, and game source. We would truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all our great shows. If you can give us a five star review, if there's something higher than a five, that would be good too. Uh, wherever you get your podcast, of course. Plus, if you can like, subscribe, follow or do whatever you can to support us right here we're growing uh like a symbiote on spider-man or wait eddie brock i mean i don't know what the, the, whichever one you think it is shout out to my good friends at the Lakersball.com. haven't been spending a lot of time out there because i spent a lot of time here so you guys that are listening and watching yes um There seems to be some jealousy lurking on the other side. I'm going to have to start, you know, figuring out how I'm going to balance this out. Um, With us today, uh, I think Gerald might be coming in soon. But Sean Grice is here, the madman from Toronto. Uh, Obviously, some of you have been on the playback here tonight. Thank you for joining us on playback. Uh, I don't know if you've been dealing with a lot of traffic lately, uh, Sean. It seems like you're always available, so... I don't know if that moniker is going to work anymore. I think your availability is pretty good, but nonetheless, we have entered an interesting uh, moment here in the Lakers season. So we discussed, uh, I believe a few days ago that uh, we were looking at what the prognosis of the rest of the season was going to look like. And Some of my dialogue was kind of around the fact that if we were going to lose a game, it would be one of these games. Now, I initially thought it was going to be this game if you had to lose one. Why? For those of you who weren't listening or remember, it's an East team. We don't want to lose two games for every loss against the likely teams that we play that are fighting for a playoff spot. Right. So I was anticipating a split and then having to win out after that, that's kind of where I stand on it still. It's just, I thought it would be reversed. So the Lakers came into Chicago and I thought something was kind of fishy. And usually I don't look at the lines, but I thought something was kind of fishy uh, that the Lakers were, on the road, a team that hadn't is still under five hundred at the at that point until tonight, uh, or the end of tonight's game, that they would be favorite against a team that's actually been playing pretty well. So the Lakers beat the Bulls and pretty much had this game in hand, other than that you know little hiccup in the second quarter. They came out in the third quarter, not like they're used to doing, uh, which is you know playing like crap. They actually played really well and created a distance, and then the fourth quarter was just essentially letting the lead, you know, go as long as it could before the game was over. So the Lakers beat the Bulls in Chicago, 121-110. Anthony Davis and, uh, and his homecoming uh, produced 38 points, 10 rebounds, and uh, two blocks. Uh, I know there had been some issues with AD and getting blocks. It's nice to see that he actually had a block. Now, an interesting stat besides AD, I'd say AD was probably the player of the game. However, you could also say that D'Angelo Russell, Was the player of the game because his plus minus was plus 35 and he played 36 minutes. So for those of you who and we're, maybe we're all in this, didn't understand how important a D'Angelo Russell is. I know some of you have been listening to every show, and you've heard me say, this guy needs to play. Well, when you got a LeBron that's not coming into his first game after three weeks, who's kind of focused, LeBron played very well tonight. You also have an a, a, a D'Angelo Russell and an AD doing their thing. This is what's going to happen, guys, because this is a totally different game. So, Sean, I don't know what happened, other than maybe motivation. Maybe that it's that that game where the Lakers seem to play like juggernauts, and then the next game they don't. But the Lakers do win tonight and are set now for only a Western Conference play. Uh, play basically only Western Conference play to see if these guys can actually catch the six seed and avoid the play-in and actually get a, a playoff spot. And could get a very favorable uh, round there either with, um, right now it's looking like it's probably going to be Sacramento. Playing Sacramento in the first round, which could be something that could be a very, very big, big interest for the NBA.
2: Uh, Yeah, Joe. So first of all, Eddie Brock and Venom is cooler than Peter Parker and Spider-Man. First, let's just get that out of the way. Venom, Venom. Venom is cooler than Spider-Man. Don't you, even. You're don't right, and,
1: and and I actually one of my aspirations in the in the 2000s was to be Eddie Brock. Now Eddie Brock was six foot three, two forty, uh, in, in the comic book. In the 2000s, I was six, three, 240. He was a Catholic boy. I'm Catholic, and I love the black. Right. The only thing is he had blonde hair, so I'd say, hey, I can put blonde on my hair if I have to.
2: Oh yeah, like you Venom, know? so. Venom. Venom was so much cooler than Spider-Man. It's not even. It's not even funny. Sure,
1: my uh, my license plate says Black Venom.
2: Oh wow! Okay, because I've always had black
1: trucks. Um, you know, it's just kind of what I do. Uh, uh, uh heads, uh, head, uh, hats off to the advertisement in Back to the Future, the first one. <laughs> I, it worked, guys. i i bought three of them, three Toyota black trucks. So yeah, that's that's the, that's the guy I wanted to play desperately, and then Topher Grace got the, the got the role and part three and com- completely dashed my dreams. But
2: yeah, I like Tom Hardy's version. Yeah. yeah it, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. Uh, getting back to the game. Yeah. It, it almost felt like it was a reverse from the pre, from the previous matchup. Like the Lakers basically had an arm's length lead. It's some, it seemed like throughout wire to wire, almost they jumped out to that quick 27, 13 lead peeked my head in there now normally if the lakers are up and i'm not on playback in the first quarter i'd like to not jump in because i don't want to mess with the juju it's just just my own personal um um hang up but for the most part i thought it was just a productive game joe they basically uh you know it was Certain players played very well, and then other players did not. Uh, one thing that does concern me is that since Austin Reeves has been brought to the starting lineup, which eventually should have happened, we're not getting any production from the bench. I need more than 0, zero, zero from Troy Brown Jr., Wendy and Gabriel, and Malik Beasley. For God's sakes, if Beasley's not even not even willing to catch and shoot and do that, sit him. I'd rather give the, the minutes to Lonnie Walker, or Devon Reed, to be perfectly honest with you. But other than that, AD had a great homecoming. You're right. Uh, LeBron looked like he was hitting his mid-range stride, which seems to bode well for us. Um, and other than that, it just seemed like they just pulled their heads out of their keisters, like you said, Joe. And showed up, and now we don't know what we're going to get on Friday.
1: Juan had a comment at the beginning of the show. Uh, By the way, hi, Juan. uh, Nice. Thank you for being here. Juan had mentioned that Darvin Ham was driving him nuts in the first quarter. And I have to admit, that's actually when I was kind of going nuts a little bit on Darvin Ham. I couldn't understand, I still don't understand why he keeps taking out AD and LeBron. There has to be some analytical thing going on there. He cannot be that clueless. Uh, maybe I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt, and I shouldn't, but I no, don't you understand. Should not. Why the hell are you sitting both? Stop doing that. There's enough oh. minutes. You have enough. You have enough. You have enough. Okay. You have enough talent now to where you can have one of them in there Okay, and maintain leads and not have to deal with stuff. But for some reason, his rotations, and they've been like this all year. And I understand it's a rookie coach, but you're supposed to show some kind of improvement at some point. And he's actually getting worse with his his rotations. He's winning off of guys playing astronomically well. AD was an absolute wrecking machine tonight. And D'Lo gave us that. That mid-range game that we that I just love when you can scare him off. He'll, he'll, you, you can kind of see like a oh, they're scared off the three-point line. But what ends up happening is he ends up getting up a few feet and then hitting the mid-range, and it's nothing but net. And that's a that's a that that bothers teams because at that point they're not as aggressive going after the three at that point. And then LeBron, he just looked like he had that LeBron look and he was just making plays like he should and I, I think that was you know that 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 part obviously is going to be the most important part in terms of winning games but he's not helping when things don't go well that's the issue here so if we had to pinpoint to why darvin if we have to give an example besides just saying he doesn't have good rotations is he doesn't have a feel for the game he doesn't he doesn't have a pulse to it he has his hands in his pocket i love putting my hands in my hoodie Pockets, but you know when I do that, when I'm looking at the stars and I'm looking at the sun, and I'm just daydreaming. Okay, when you go do something, you're not sitting there with your hands in your in your pockets. That's what are you doing? Like that is the most lazy. That's that's for lazy moments and daydreaming, not on a court where you're trying to run a basketball team. So it's it's just it's,
2: a, it's also a sign of fidgetiness. Joe and uncomfortability. Unconfident. Having your hands in your pocket. It's true. It's it's all about body language. We've seen it all year. He's got his hands in his pockets. He's um to me, he's he's it, it's almost like it's almost like if you like had the brain of a human being, like we're all human beings, but it it feels like his brain It's like, it's like zombified when it comes to like actually watching the game and figuring out what kind of game you're into, what kind of pace you need, kind of rotation management you might need. It's almost like he's a zombie when it comes to game management. He Yes. Yes. Yeah.
1: Now, now I know that some of us come off as negative, even after a win like this. And the Lick has pretty much dominated this game all the way through, except for, parts of that second quarter. But that's my point, guys, is it's one thing to lose a six- or seven-point lead. It's another to continue to lose a 15- and 17-point lead. Now, I know the NBA is what it is, but it's direct effects, okay? If it's AD and LeBron out there and you lose the lead, I got nothing against that, okay? That's not the coach's fault. That's the Lakers not doing their thing. But when you deliberately keep making the same mistake over and over again, and costing your team large leads that's what drains your players that's what drains the stars because you're not you're not setting up setting them up to win and continue to have that momentum throughout an entire game it's a it's it's just not good basketball it's not good basketball for a lot of reasons and number 1 your coaching is going to be exposed in the playoffs in a way that you've never seen Darvin Ham is a rookie coach, so he's never seen that. He could get destroyed, okay, by Coach Brown in Sacramento should they play them in the playoffs, right? I mean, if you get clowned by Coach Brown, you are going to look even worse because we saw what happened to him when he was in L.A. Kind of mimics it in a certain way, especially with how that ended. Yeah, but, he's um, won.
2: He's won. He's won his fair share of playoff series, though, as a coach. I mean, he did have LeBron in Cleveland, but regardless, he's not. Uh, he's not a fool. And I'm with you, man. I'm with you. It's just, it's once you get into the playoffs, it's another level. And not, I we said this before. We'll say it again, and we'll keep repeating it because truisms never die. They're like s- steel. Stand the test of time. The defense not only gets better the deeper you go in the playoffs. The coaching gets better too. Like if you're a, Joe was right, if you're a rookie, if you're a rookie coach, or you'll or you're still green around the gills, you will get eaten alive eventually. It happens. It happens. Like as an example, Taylor Taylor Jenkins got punked by uh, Utah, but then he ends up punking Minnesota and Chris Finch but then Monty Williams punks him it's just the further along we go and especially with that with if a head coach has a more defensive reputation like a Monty Williams or like a uh coach bud it gets harder and harder to beat them the further and further you go and the deeper and deeper you get into a seven game series you're getting more into the weeds there because you don't have to focus on a different team for a week or 10 days. You get the same team. So you know them and they know you. And that doesn't bode well for us right now, guys, at least optically, because we don't see Darvin Ham making the kind of jumps that you need a rookie head coach to make with a LeBron and an AD if you're trying to win a championship. This is Raphael from com.
0: To your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price Priceline. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. If you have a better movie in the can, why is that not the movie that you released in the first place?
2: I would say it's more culturally relevant than The Simpsons and Rick and Morty. Like, it has become a staple of American entertainment.
0: I think Dragon Age 4 is carrying the future of BioWare on its shoulders. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Again, the Lakers win tonight, 121-110. The out-of-town scoreboard uh, wasn't too kind today. I know Dallas lost to Philadelphia, 116-108. Unfortunately, Utah won 128-117 over San Antonio. That's no surprise. Kind of a bummer that Oklahoma City won one by one point 107, 106 against Detroit. Right now, Minnesota's playing Phoenix. Uh, they're in the second quarter with 9.16 left in the second. Uh, Portland is playing Sacramento. Uh, Portland's probably out, so at this point, that doesn't really matter. But uh, the Lakers uh, did play well tonight, and I, I know I didn't want, I wanted to start off with a little bit of Darvin Ham because I wanted to get that out of the way, and I don't want to talk about him the rest of the way if I don't have to. Let's talk yep. about the positives of tonight's game and why players that have skills are important to have playing so i'll start with d'angelo russell d'angelo russell when it comes to a game like this this is where his value is all the way up okay you have a guy like lebron james who's on you have ad who's on and then when you have what could possibly be the third star d'angelo russell who's on, and he looked like he wasn't even trying and he was effective. That, that is the foundation of this thing. You make that work. And then everything else around, the Beasleys, the Vanderbilts, the Ruiz, you know, we've been going back and forth on what the Lakers are going to do in the future, this summer, whatever. Bottom line is, guys, we have a little bit of a core here. And I want them to continue to play together and well and have some kind of momentum and system. That way, in case one or two have to go out, it's not that difficult to kind of cover that, which, again, that's going to come down to coaching. But when these guys are on and if you ask me going into the playoffs, let's say we were fortunate enough to get a, a seed, right? if we're going there with a healthy LeBron, AD, and D'Lo and, and the surrounding cast, and of course I haven't even mentioned Austin uh, Reeves yet, you have that core that's healthy, okay? We're going to know that the very least the talent is going to suffice. At that point, strategy against the better coaches and the teams that have a lot of talent as well, that is going to be the identifier and where the mistakes are. We're going to know very, very quickly who's making the mistakes. Why is this guy not in the lineup? Why is this guy out of the lineup? Why aren't you sitting this guy? Why aren't you playing this setup versus that setup? We're going to find out probably in a couple of weeks here, Sean, what the Lakers will be once they hit the playoffs, because I think it's starting to look like they're probably going to make the play-in, And if they get out of the play-in, then it's going to be, are they going to get the eight or the seven? And if they get the seven, Memphis is playing really well right now. Now I'm starting to get worried about Memphis. So I guess we'll have to see what happens.
2: Yeah, we're just going to have to wait and see what happens, Joe. But just uh, to uh, piggyback off what you were saying about D'Lo, so he's played a, a little under 350 minutes so far as Laker. In those minutes, he's a plus 81. He was a plus 35 tonight. That was a game high. He's shooting 47% from the field as a Laker and a hair under 40% from three, 39.6. He's averaging 18 points a game and almost six and a half assists on only two turnovers a game, Joe. So all his numbers have ticked up as a Laker than where it was as a Timberwolf. And he, like you said... He's basically he's he's the he's the straw, yeah, like outside of LeBron and AD. When if if D'Angelo Russell is humming and cooking with his shot, it seems like everything else kind of falls fall in line. Like everybody seems to adapt to the roles, I guess more fluidly than 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 previously. Like when we had our previous iteration of this team with Russ. It just You wouldn't expect that, but it, it just seems like everything's falling into its right place when he gets going. So it's been positive. I'd bring him back for sure, uh, like those minutes. Uh, he's almost a plus 100 in the, you know, almost 400 minutes you have him. So, like, it's a different D'Angelo Russell than when he left us. I like this one. He's more mature. Uh, He's got better instincts. His touch passes are a lot cleaner than they were when he was with the Lakers. He's not turning the ball over uh, when he's not shooting well, either or. When he is, he's not. When he's not, he's not. So that's a plus. I would definitely bring him back. I definitely think that Malik Beasley at this point, Joe, needs to sit. I wouldn't. If he's going to give you zero, 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 continually off the bench, I would just have Lonnie Walker take his minutes.
1: I'd be curious to see if they've devised any kind of plays for Beasley. Uh, now that LeBron has come back, I, 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 I my common sense fat factored in that there's a possibility that you could maybe get him into some kind of rhythm with someone like LeBron giving him the ball and setting up some plays for him so he can build up his confidence. It's obvious his, his his confidence is the is the issue here because his his shot usually looks good out of his hand, but he just isn't making them on a regular basis, and it might just be a cold streak right now, and it might benefit the Lakers to a degree here uh, because if you go into the offseason, I know the easy re- reaction is to say, well, we're not going to bring him back. Well, shooters sometimes are like relief pitchers, and relief pitchers can come out of nowhere and just just dominate right for a year and then the following year they completely just blow 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 games and then come back the following year and, and they're back back at it again they're very staggered since that's kind of the word we've been using here with the lineups that darwin is making so i would i would look at this as a benefit in two two directions because you have a lot of talent you have a lot of coming-up talent, I should say, talent like Vanderbilt, guys like Lurie, Rui, that you, know, you guys can't expect these guys to be superstars. Again, if they were superstars, they wouldn't be here. So you have to be very calculating and have to understand the roles and where you could put these guys and what would benefit. So in the long run, I think this is a win-win situation for the Lakers. If Beasley turns into Glenn Rice in his prime at the right moment in the playoffs, that becomes a positive, right? If he doesn't, you might be able to bring him back at a much lesser cost. Because I like Beasley. I think he has, he's a young guy. You want to invest in some young guys that can shoot. He just happens to not be making shots now. So you're going to win either way in my book. Once that's done, we'll kind of address it in in the offseason when it does come. But look at it from that perspective. I think that's going to be very important for that particular situation. Now, going from D'Angelo Russell to to A.D., let's say. A.D. played A.D. ball tonight. I mean, and and what was great, too, is he he was a little bit better from the line. He went 11 to 14 from the line. He even hit a three. Uh, so I'm hoping that's one of the big things for me is I'm hoping that he can fix that little, uh, that last free throw he, he shot. I, I love that that uh, uh, ceiling shot. Love that ceiling shot because as soon as you saw the ball go right, you knew that sucker was gone. Uh, I think they need to show that camera angle on free throws more. I think that's kind of cool, but other than that free throw, everything else per- looked pretty good. So I'm hoping he can get that out of his <laughs> his crawl a little bit before the playoffs. But he was he was absolutely phenomenal on offense and had the to touch tonight. And I'm glad he, I'm, I was glad to see that. And uh, with AD going to LeBron, not a bad way to come back at, on at your, on your second game and look like. A pretty darn good LeBron, and it it was it was nice to see LeBron play 31 minutes. Uh, I would have liked 29. 29 is the number I'm always looking at, but 31 <laughs> minutes. I, I I'm gonna give Darvin Ham a little bit of credit there. Where, uh thank you for not playing LeBron too much. 31 win- minutes will work, especially when you win a game on the road against a good team, or at least been playing well lately. Uh, by double digits, so props to props to LeBron and props to Darwin on
2: that one. Hundred percent props, hundred percent props out. And before before we do anything else, Mister Soro, let's get this out of the way right now. So, this is a Bronx cheer for one Pat Beverly. <sniffs> you smarmy turkey neck. Bum, you are a minus 32 tonight. Zero points, zero five from the field. And Austin Reeves hit you with the too small, didn't he? And that was your worst nightmare, right, Pat? Puts the too small, too small. So the Bronx cheer for Pat Bev. You weren't the spoon tonight, brother. You were a fork. And now there's too much beef. To get that fork out now. Yeah, you're talking
1: about a guy talking smack. Played 25 minutes for a donut. All that for a donut? Is that is that what is that is that, is that what this what does this mean? Maybe 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 we should do this a little bit more for Mr. Uh, Patrick Beverly. <laughs> I, I I'm, I'm caught between wanting to give that Nimrod attention and also liking the fact that I you know we're, we're
2: clowning him a little bit. Well, but he put it, up a he put he, up a donut today. So yeah, I he's he's joke. the
1: Brian Scalabrini of this era. <laughs> you know, he's the guy that's always like
0: raw, 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 raw.
1: And I'm like, dude, you're like the tenth guy on the team. They're playing you because for some weird reason, he's got everyone in this hypnosis that he's this locker room veteran. Get a he's the, my favorite line. He's the guy you hate. When he's, on, you're on, when he's not on your team, but when he's on your team, you love him. No, 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 no. I hate him now. I hate him before, and I'll always hate him. Hate him on the court. I'm sure he's a nice guy off the court. Uh, maybe not. But point is, uh, it, it, I don't think he, he merits any attention, absolutely, in any way. He's a scrub player who has no business talking. He should be on the bench, shouldn't be playing, especially scoring zero points. And we remember Pat Bev very well as a Laker. He was maybe good for about three weeks where he was hitting some threes. Other than that, he's been absolutely dog doo-doo. So that's, that's the extent of my Pat Bev uh, assessment. Again, I don't want to give attention to someone who doesn't deserve the attention. Uh, at this point, you know, the Lakers are... Well and beyond well and beyond the, the previous regime. I haven't I, I have forgotten that those past players and so quickly I don't even remember them being Lakers in a lot of ways. I just, I don't even recollect them. It's just that like Westbrooks yeah, and exactly, all that. Like I don't exactly it's like it's, it's like right. a distant memory. But the Lakers do come up on top tonight. Uh they go back, they get back to five hundred. They are seventeen and twenty on the road, which for a team that's been playing five hundred ball, that's not too bad. Uh, the problem there is it's, that means they're not playing really well at home either. So, uh, my, But it, it is relevant, especially right now, because the next four games are also on the road, and they're all must-wins. So can the Lakers, now that they've busted through to the 500 mark again, can they bust through above 500 on the road? Well, guess what? They have four games right now where they can do that. So... If I'm Darvin Ham, I'm going to the locker room again. Hey, guys, let's we're going to be traveling a lot more. We're going to be traveling as the, the three-home team team. Not We're never going to have four home games in this, this playoff run, right? So we're playing well on the road. Why don't we at least end this season on a good note and come up 21 and 20 on the road and get that momentum going and kind of put some fear in teams with that? Uh, while we're obviously getting above 500 on the total wins category, so I'm 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 looking at any kind of motivation, any kind of edge on where you can build that confidence. Again, guys, coaching, you know, Phil Jackson wasn't necessarily an X's and O coach by the by the terms of you know what that is, but what Phil was great at is tapping into that that brain. Brain right here, guys, right here, right here. Tapping in there, bringing confidence, calmness. The coach, a lot of times, is you got to have that right moment where you know how to ignite that player. As much as LeBron, as much as Anthony Davis, as much as DeAndre Russell, as much as any great player, as much as they are capable of doing what they want to do when they want to do it, that little coaching that you do for them takes them a lot of times even higher. So we want to, we want to focus on let's get this team in a very confident moment, right? Uh, You don't want to be like Alan on the chat, who's always talking smack online, but when you ask him to meet you in real life, he flutters away like a little butterfly. So (laughs) you want to make sure, you want to make sure you don't want to do that, and and because and, that's not a way to live life. You don't want to be you don't want to you don't want to be that guy, especially when it comes to sports. You want to be the guy that walks in that, oh, OK, we're, we're going to have to worry about this guy. You don't want to be Alan. He's, no one worries about him. So <laughs> we're at a situation here, Sean, and I'm going to I'm going to ask you a question <laughs> that I think we've been asking ourselves for pretty much the entire year. Is this going to continue on Friday, or are we going to, are we going to now have a dud with the stud, and then a dud, and a stud, and a dud, and a stud, so, I don't know, you tell me, Sean, what do you think?
2: Yeah, you know what, Joe, I, um, just off a gut instinct, I'm not feeling too good about it, I'm not feeling too good about it. Um they have two seven footers who play really well and we only have one. And I think that might end up being the difference is that you can't ask Anthony Davis to outplay uh two people. He's only one man. He can he can't do it himself. So I think um I think they're going to be in tough, but like What's Delo's motivation here? Does he have extra motivation because they traded him? Uh, because he had a bit of a down year, and so he's got extra juice to kind of try and punk them. Because if that's the if that's in the air, I would say I would f- maybe feel a little bit better knowing he's got a chip on his shoulder going into the target center. It is the target center, right? I don't still. think so. Still the target is it center?
1: really? Is it the Target Center?
0: I, I think it's still the Target Center. I think
2: it's still the Target. You got center. the was Target
0: a... World headquarters right there. It better be. Okay.
2: All well, right. let's let's let's. It hasn't see. turned in the Mall of America, uh, Bot Stadium yet. So. so.
1: Yeah, it is the Target Center.
2: Yeah, so that's not. Re- they haven't really used that as a home advantage. So from that perspective I'm, I'm not too concerned about that even with a vet team that we got, but I don't know. Some about that game just is tricky.
1: Uh, it, Minnesota's had our, our, our number and that's my worry. And it's a Friday night game. A lot of times we don't play well on a Friday night game uh, or during the day for some reason. So I'm going to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay positive. I'm going to be Laker Tom right now. Uh. I'm gonna say they're gonna go in there with some some something. Uh I don't know what that something is. Uh G, uh welcome, welcome to the show. I hope uh your driving skills were put to put to good use here tonight.
0: No major uh, accidents. The, that yeah, that's good. There's been a has been I don't think
1: there's been a lot of people on the chat that have been asking for you and wondering where you are. They're worried about your well being, what you do every day, how you do it. Do you are you happy? Are you satisfied? So, you know, let's, let's make everyone happy because, uh, you know, that's what we're here for, guys. We're here to make you happy.
0: Gerald, how can I donate to this channel? Alan, great to have you here. Uh, unfortunately, we don't have 1,000 subscribers yet. That doesn't allow us to go ahead and take donations or tips as of yet. We're hoping to get to that point. You could always go ahead and just follow us on audio. I know that helps out there as well. But uh, unfortunately, we're not at that stage yet, but we're getting close. We're getting close to 600 subscribers, so we're getting close there. So, Alan, we truly appreciate you for offering that. I will say, you know, during the playback, Sean, Joe, and myself were hard on ham. Uh, you know, I think this game could have been a 30-point win easily mm-hmm. had the right adjustments been made. But you know what? Okay. I'm not going to complain. The Lakers won, they won by double digits. Uh, Austin Reeves got to do the too small to <laughs> Patrick Beverly which was very enjoyable. I got to see that on Twitter. So I was got to, uh, very happy about that. We got to finish these games off strong by, like Joe said, you know, all these games have to be won, but you're right. The Minnesota game, I think might be the toughest of these games that we have for the rest of the season. We'll see what happens tonight with them in Phoenix right now. Even if they lose in Phoenix, I think asking the Lakers to go into Minnesota on Friday night uh, with both teams having a day off, that's going to be a tough ask. Be and rehearsal. Russell,
2: Russell said his hip feels good, Gerald. So it looks as though that won't linger. He yeah, will that's... be available Friday in Minnesota.
0: I hope that that would be the case.
1: I'm, 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 br- I'm glad you brought that up, Sean. I, I, I was gonna bring it up, but you set the you, 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 you threw the right pitch. At, at, and again, this is at the eve of of the beginning of the baseball season which uh, is a little bittersweet for me because I'm still upset what happened last year, but you, you, you served the right pitch because now I'm looking at D'Angelo Russell. And we saw what happened with Caruso in the first game this week where, you know, he didn't play against the Clippers the next day, but he was miraculously really healthy for the Laker game in LA. So I'm, I'm the reason why I'm a little optimistic about this visit to Minnesota is I have a good feeling that D'Angelo Russell is going to play well because he's got a little bit more motivation. So if that's the case, all we really need is AD to just you know drop twenty-five and twelve, which is his average. LeBron to hopefully play thirty minutes only and do his thing, and I think we come out of we come out of Minnesota to win.
0: I want to go ahead and say right now though, it was something uh, Mike Trudell put out on Twitter as far as the plus-minus for D'Angelo today was plus thirty-five. Uh, in his 335 minutes so far as a Laker, he's been a plus 81. So I'll tell you what, whatever he's doing right here, he never did right in Minnesota because he's actually a minus on the plus minus scale for them overall. So it, it, whatever's here, he's work, it's working. It's working. I thought he was really solid today. Well,
1: that's good, Gerald, because uh, Sean was a little ahead of you on that one. Sean had already so. given us that stat. Sean and Gerald, thank you for that valuable information. Um, I have a I have a love hate relationship with the plus minus. Uh, although tonight it makes more sense because again you're talking about a guy who uh, I felt like his usage was. I was I always kind of go with memory on your, your 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 performance during the game. I don't remember how good you played sometimes, right? And that's a good sign. So you end up with 17, 20, whatever it is that you have. And I'm like, how the hell did he get so many points? I didn't even notice. Oh, wow. Plus minus. Wow. I didn't even notice that every time he was in there, the Lakers were, you know, always uh, double digits in the, in the high double digits. So uh, that's kind of how I base the, the plus minus. But then i also see plus minus on games where somebody wins by one point. It says plus 23. I'm like, how? The, what, what does that even mean? So... I, I, I'm hoping that D'Angelo uh, plays the rest of the season. Blood issue. It's good to know that his, 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 hip is, I guess, healthy now. Because we are desperate for his skill set. Especially with a healthy LeBron and a motivated AD. We're going to see what happens on uh, Friday night. That's going to be a, a big sign of what's to come, I think, too. I think a couple of days off and coming in on Friday. Uh, you know, we're going to, we're going to find out here what's going on. We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with
0: more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Hey, Lakers fans. Looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news, information, original videos, articles, podcasts, opinion pieces, and discussions about the Los Angeles Lakers? Well, look no further than Lakerholics.com. With a legion of followers always there talking about everything Lakers and the NBA, there's no better place to go to share your fandom as the team heads toward another championship run. So stop by and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com.
1: So the Lakers beat the Bulls tonight, 121-110. Anthony Davis with 38-10 and two blocks. Le- LeBron James had 25 Seven rebounds and uh played pretty darn well. Uh didn't miss a free throw actually with four for four. Same thing with Reeves. Uh D'Angelo missed two free throws. Anthony Davis missed three, which was not bad considering he took 14. Uh, there was an interesting stat now that you guys are talking about stats that came up. What was it, Sean? Was it plus four fourteen?
2: Plus four thirteen. Four thirteen
1: of the free throw differential in the NBA and the next team was like in the 160s? Yeah, the Kings. So anyone who looks at that stat now is going to go, <laughs> Laker fan, what are you complaining about the refs? You are three times, four times more in free throws. But you made an argument with that, Sean, and I want you to tell the crowd what that argument was. Why are the Lakers, how is it that they are four times higher than the second team in free throw oh. differential? 400, over four hundred. Over 400. four was it four sixty three? Four
0: eleven. Four eleven. Was four eleven coming to the game? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think the last, the uh, the last, uh, the second team was uh, was one sixty nine. I think if I remember correctly. Yeah. So. so what? How? What? Explain this to me, guys. How are are we more aggressive? Is that what it is, or are we getting preferential treatment here? What's going on?
2: Yeah. It, I it, it like a a lot of people isolate that particular differential and try to, it's a Martin Bailey. That's what people will try and do. It's this Martin Bailey tactic where they'll try and use the argument. Well, because the Lakers have that disparity in differential, you can't really use the argument that somehow they've been cheated out of games because of the disparity in refereeing. You can't make that argument. Well, Two things can be true at the same time. The Lakers are number one because as we went to the season, Gerald often talked about this. One of the only ways this team is really going to be able to create uh, points if they're not a shooting team is in transition and off turnovers. And uh, a lot of the Lakers opportunities have come within ones. That's number one. Number two is both AD and LeBron uh, both average uh, between them this year around twelve free throws a game. So add the add that into the mix. Then you also add into the fact that they're only when you call a foul, you're calling a foul. It doesn't matter who's playing. It doesn't matter. the 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 colors shouldn't matter. And we know at the end of the game, they don't swallow the whistle only for the home team. But that's besides the point. The point is is that the Lakers have a a disparity in the differential because they get to they create more opportunities than the 29 other teams because they're just not they didn't have the shooting. And but you you
0: also got to remember that it's also due to the fact that they are uh, were so reliant in the first half of the season on the transition game.
2: Yeah, they were so reliant on their transition game that they've been they've been top five in the league, in the NBA, in points in the paint. And that's even after, as Gerald has talked about, their struggles in transition post the trades. They're still managing to be in the top five in points in the paint. So two things can be true at once. Yes, there is a free throw disparity that favors the Lakers, and yes, the officiating has been terrible. But that's not to that's not to take away the fact that there have been bad calls this year. We've experienced a lot of them, and the fact that this stat now is going to be trying to be used as, to isolate the fact that Laker fans are, which were not. Where actually we have legitimate grievances this year. But like Gerald said, people will now use that statistic as a weapon against us. Gerald, your retort, sir.
0: Nothing to retort. People are going to throw it in our face. But you even saw it tonight, Joe. I mean, how many times did Austin Reeves and, and LeBron get whacked in the arm? Even if the 400 plus margin free throw advantage we still don't get the calls when they're fairly you know should be so, called
1: so we we there was some anger in the San Diego State uh Creighton game where their top like uh mad dog uh russo Chris Mad Dog Russo was pretty much dedicated an entire show on on how that was a terrible call at the end of the game that allowed the San Diego State to hit a free throw with a little over a second left to win the game. So it was after that game that I finally kind of went a different route with this refereeing thing. And it's probably why nothing's being done about it. Because that's the why that I keep asking. Why is nothing being done about it? That game made me realize why. You have a player... Who is visibly elbowing and forearming a guy's hip in the air, okay, you are complaining that the game should not have ended that way. It happened in the Super Bowl, too. And the guy even said, I held him. He held him twice. But because you're all into your feelings and you wanted this Cinderella ending, you now have to just completely set aside the rules it's a it's a freaking foul what do mm. you want the, the ref to do at that point I'm going to support that guy now not because it went my way and again it didn't go my way in the Philly game either I, I had no skin in that game but it was a foul he held him twice if he doesn't hold him guess what you probably go you know you uh, Jalen Hurts gets a chance to try to win the game, too. It's not our fault. It's not the ref's fault. It was a foul. So that was the same situation here. It was the same situation with State. I'm like, dude, the guy visibly pushed him while he was in the air. What do you want the ref to do? So in support of that, either they're they're getting damned whether they do and they're getting damned whether they don't. So how do you solve that problem? I don't know because you can't go on – you can't go shoot every – talk show host into not saying anything, you know, everybody's got their own subjective view on things. Okay. But it's really stupid and idiotic. I mean, if I had a chance to talk to mad dog and say, I, I remember I was just on the show. Cause I really love mad. Dog. I think he's great. Even when he's wrong, he's he's, he's great, which is pretty much like 40% of the time. And I'm like, Chris, I would have been like, Chris, what do you see? You guys are doing it both ways. That's not fair. And that's, that's one of the things he says. That's not, that's not fair. That's not fair. No, no no that's not that's not fair so i would have done the same thing right so we need to start figuring out what it is that we need do you guys want this file or that foul so you know how you solve that problem just call the f and foul if it's a foul and if somebody gets on you for it f them okay it was a foul it's right there it's right there just call the damn thing it's a foul so that's that's kind of where I stand on that, and whether the Lakers have gotten an advantage or not, I, I again, guys, you have to watch the games. If, if a team has got 40 free throws and you have 10, right? The Phoenix game is a good example. All they were doing was shooting jump shots. That's all Booker and Paul were doing. They were shooting jump shots. They weren't going to the hole regularly. Of course they're not going to have as many free throws when the other team was constantly getting to the hole. There's a difference. There is a difference. This is not both teams and you guys know you've seen this before where both teams are going up and down up and down and only one team is getting all the calls Uh, that's a visible like that's easy to spot like why are you calling this one you know and then you'll see an aggressive foul one side and then an aggressive foul on the other side and the first thing I say if you guys have ever paid attention to what I'm watching oh okay you guys are going to let them play cool I don't care if it was a foul because they just didn't call the other foul on the other side I'm like all right so they're gonna let him play cool guys just understand what's going on it's just like you know baseball player you know or or an offensive lineman an offensive lineman who's doing some of this stuff and gets called for a foul in one game and in another game it's not you have to adjust to the officiating sometimes that's part of the game Mm -hmm. so we are I I wouldn't say that these that 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 the free throw differential is an advantage for the Lakers I'm not saying that I mean that's just not the, the case it's it's a matter of how they're playing the game if they're there they got a true center who actually goes to the hole and it's not an accident that he has more free throw attempts than anybody on the team because that's where he resides and you can only stop ad when he's on by foul especially right now with his free throw struggles that's
2: 100 percent. and again that uh, you isolate that kind of statistic so what? So that advantage has led the Lakers to have a thirty-eight and thirty-eight record. Doesn't doesn't seem to me like that has posed an advantage for them, you know? If if somehow they were fifty-six and twenty, some people might have cause to say, "Hmm, that's interesting." But that's not the case. That's not the case. It's not like this isn't. I. It's not a syllogism, Gerald. It's not, this isn't A plus B equals C. That this dog don't hunt like that. It's just, it's an isolated statistic that someone's pulled out to try and de emphasize the fact that the officiating, particularly when it comes to a lot of Laker games this year, has been absolutely atrocious, abysmal, bad. They
0: they even gave up the lead here today, which was very disappointing. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So they had they had over a uh I think it was a thirteen uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I believe they were plus thirteen on the boards tonight and they still managed to get a net a net zero advantage of points in the paint. That's another concern. That's another concern. Even though you're 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 killing teams and free throws, you're getting out shot from beyond the arc. And You're potentially facing, you know, a rebound deficit, and you're still not able to make that up, even with that big differential.
0: I want to mention also as well that we called it beforehand when we said, you know, AD in front of the Chicago home crowd is always going to perform, so... Uh, that's something that I think that goes without standing. Let's let's see if they can take this momentum into Minnesota, because if they can play like this in Minnesota, they've got a great chance of victory and a great chance to go ahead and move up the standings. They're an eighth as of when we're speaking now, they jumped ahead of in the tiebreaker New Orleans, and they're still ahead of Oklahoma city who just barely won against Detroit today. So yeah, hopefully we can get even further up the standings. Joe, do you, See a successful evening on Friday?
1: I'm, I'm basing it off the fact that you have some ex-wolves that are going to be playing this game, so don't be surprised if Beasley maybe gets out of his funk there, Vanderbilt. You know, no matter what you want to call it, uh, <laughs> when you get traded, there is a little bit of, you know, I want to stick it to the old team feeling. So my my hope is that AD plays AD ball, LeBron plays AD ball, and then those three have a little extra, for the Timberwolves. If that's the case, we have a very good shot at not only winning, but pretty much dominating the game. My focus will be on it is now you got your loss out of the way against Chicago a couple, of, a few nights ago. You have to win out. You win out. I strongly believe you will get to succeed at the very least. So that's what I'm focused on. If you don't, uh, then it's going to depend on will it be one or two losses? one, might get you out of that sixth spot. It might actually put you in the play in. So that's why it's fair. It's very important that the Lakers went out the rest of the way and they're healthy right now, other than Mobamba. Mobamba, I think, might be back in what two weeks, maybe a week. Yeah, yeah, about a week. So we'll still get him before the season's over, and he's just added depth, so that it's maybe a little bit easier to send someone in with some height and some at least some distraction versus. Your favorite player being put in, Wayne and, Wayne and Gabriel. So I I I just want a full team. If if you tell me that we can win the rest of the games and we have a healthy Mobamba Mo coming in, I know he's not that great of a player, uh, but at least he's a body that can sometimes give you something. And that's really all we need. We need someone to come off the bench that has some size, some width, and can actually maybe shoot a few shots. That 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 will benefit us. Uh, and at least uh, spell our, our, our main guys, if we can get everyone healthy and everyone focused, then we have a shot to see what this team can do. Cause we might start getting out of this anomaly situation with the new NBA. We might start seeing a low seed dominate a series for all we know. We did see it a little bit last year when, De- when Dallas destroyed the number one seed, you know, you don't usually see that in the NBA. You don't see – you see them lose every now and then early, but you don't see them get clowned like that. So maybe parity in the NBA, maybe the new fast-paced, game will benefit in the – it doesn't matter where you sit in the standings. As long as you're going with the right uh, momentum, you might have a chance to go all the way.
0: Well, there you go. Great thoughts right there uh, from Sean and from Joe. Chat room has been awesome so far. So guys have been really knocking it out of the park here in the chat room. A lot of great comments right there. Guys, just a great victory. I enjoy it. It's nice. It gives us a sigh of relief when uh, the Lakers really end up uh, doing pretty well. It, again, that, that's, that fourth quarter to start off with was a really nice
2: run. Yes, it was. It was, Gerald. They finally decided they were going to up the ante and instead of just dealing with the 12-point lead they decided to well, let's get it up to 15 and then 17. it got up to 18 but you know I, I'll take I'll take the win man but like you said it could have been a lot larger than it was it's happening almost every game to where is this
1: the norm is it is this just what the NBA is? Is it really Darvin Ham's coaching? I know the rotation thing is for sure, but this losing leads—is this just part of the culture of the NBA now? Because this isn't just this is not just a Laker thing that I've seen in it. I've seen it in all all teams. I I'm wondering when when someone's gonna put a kibosh on it because the Lakers have not had one single fourth quarter where they could put both AD and LeBron out for the entire fourth, unless my memory hasn't served me well have they ever this season sat lebron and ad the entire fourth quarter i no. don't think they have that right there proves that the nba has massively changed because that's where players would get their rest that's what that's where players would get their rest the good teams they always had maybe 5 to 10 games throughout the year where they didn't even play the fourth quarter imagine the stress uh, that they're not mentally and physically they're going through. They're actually only playing sometimes maybe two quarters, two and a half quarters every game for 10 games. That's a, that, that might be something to think about in terms of what's going on in the NBA and why maybe there's more injuries. Again, I'm always asking why. If there's a logical reason, I want to know. Is it that? I'd like to know. So Lakers win tonight in Chicago, 121-110. Anthony Davis with 38, James with 25. Uh, I think our best bench guy, this because uh, our bench was absolutely abysmal today. Yeah. I think our best bench guy uh was uh Schroeder and he had a what a, a negative 14 <laughs> plus minus. But when you have the the starters doing what they're doing, you don't need a bench. That's the reason why they're bench players. Bench players are supposed to supplant the starters, but if the starters are gonna play like game busters, then that's what you roll with. So I was very happy with the performance tonight other than the second quarter. uh, Hopefully uh, we can tail this into Minnesota and smack them around because they've been whooping our butts the last few years. I'm ready for a little bit of uh, payback on that. But uh, Gerald, so you you had a chance to would you were you listening to the game while you were driving and or, or were you watching on your phone like I do while you're driving?
0: Uh, I do have playback.tv there that I actually have right there in the seat. I don't watch it, but I listen to you guys while we're playing. And then, of course, I got the – when you guys talked about – I was actually on the road when when Austin Reeves did the too small thing on Patrick Beverly, so I got a chance to check it out on Twitter. It was like something like that happens – Yes, Twitter is a great place to go for once, and you get a chance to check it out like 15 different uh, angles set up there. So, yeah, it was good to see that happen. But, uh, yeah, good victory for the Lakers. Uh, I know we're going to be back tomorrow late night with the Lakers fast break. Uh, Looking forward to chatting it up there in regards to what's going on. Then Friday morning, get your Minnesota pregame in there with Mr. Magic Man himself. Got the coffee ready right there
2: mm-hmm.
0: you getting you getting the brew ready do you have enough of a bag of coffee for for Friday morning? i'm good
2: i'm good we made uh we made a costco run so i'm good for mccafe for like the next six weeks
0: okay fair enough fair enough
2: so jim
1: do you so you're asking do you think sacramento wants any piece of the lakers that's a great question
0: I think they're just going to be happy to be in the playoffs. to mm-hmm. to. get to the If that's season. the case,
1: that's dangerous because that means they're not going to be focused on beating the Lakers. Here's what I think is going to happen. If the Lakers come in and win game one, then they're going to get scared. Then they're going to be like, oh, crap. And then every talking head out there is going to start talking about how the Lakers are on a championship run. Then the Lakers will lose game two. And then everybody will be like, is LeBron going to retire? Where's Bronny going to be drafted? So LeBron could get traded there. So I want you guys to get ready for the most bipolar analysts or analyzing of of the Lakers after the Lakers make the playoffs. When I say make the playoffs, that's after the play-in. Should they make the play-in? I don't count the play-in as a playoff. It's a to me, it's 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 one of those tournaments in Hawaii at the beginning of the NCAA season. Like it doesn't mean anything. So I want I want to. Give you guys a heads up of what's happening so that we could talk about it in let's say a month. Okay. Get ready for that. Should the Lakers make the playoffs and play Sacramento uh or Memphis, more than likely it's gonna be either Memphis or Sacramento. I don't I mean they could play, I guess, Denver if they, they really crap themselves here in the next week or, or so, but I'm gonna I'm gonna guess that I think if I had a gun to my head and I had to pick a seed, I think they're gonna get the seventh seed. They'll play, they'll do the play in, they'll put the they get the seventh seed and they'll play Memphis. They win game one in any of those games. It's going to be a Laker fest times 10. Worse than a Cowboys take during the offseason. Every other week, there's a take about the Cowboys. I don't know who the hell gives a crap about the Cowboys. I still can't figure that out. A team that hasn't won jack squat in in, in a quarter century. I mean, not even an NFC championship game. The fact that they talk about this team so much is mind-boggling. Who are these Cowboy fans around this world? that give two craps about what's going on with with the Dallas Cowboys and in, in the offseason. I don't get it. The Lakers have at least brought six championships in this century alone. The century's only been 23 years. So what happens? We'll have to see.
0: Sounds like a plan, my friends. Begin tomorrow night, late night with the Lakers fast break. Friday, Magic Man in the morning.
1: There we need go. someone to I think I think we need to get a voice that says that. So we're gonna need to we're gonna need to put some we're gonna need to put some production value in that.
0: See, okay. Somebody asked for to give us a tip, and how could they send us money? There you go. That's that's what we need. We need to go ahead and get some money going. (laughs) Yeah, tip. Well, you could do that again, but you got to reach the certain number of subscribers. Well, uh, yes. I thank you,
1: thank you guys who want to donate to the show. Uh, I, I, we all. uh, Gerald definitely appreciates that. Uh, He's the head producer here. But you will have a chance to actually do that. And what is it? Uh, We're on five thirty four now.
0: Five thirty four. So Getting that's right, by the day.
1: So, so 76. So, we're 476 away. No, yeah, 476 subscribers away from you guys being allowed to throw us cash. 66, but don't tell Is it 66? Know. Oh, yeah, that is 66. Sorry. Joe's uh, trying
2: to uh, squeeze a couple of more subscribers. <laughs> sorry, guys. Yeah,
1: actually, no, I am. I am. I, I'd like to get to a thousand. Uh, I prefer to get to a thousand by tomorrow, but uh again we're 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 building this thing organically there's no fake subscribers like a lot of these shows i won't name any names Mm -hmm. i'll try to keep myself from that um but uh we're building ours you know we're building it from the grassroots as they say i don't know what they say in canada sean what's the definition what's the equivalency of
2: grassroots in canada uh the grassroots joe well oh, so, yeah, they do that see
1: see canadians and americans i don't know who fronts there on that us being different i don't think we're that much different i went to canada i i didn't notice anything different to be honest with you so uh i i might i don't know if it might be different if you live there uh who speak do, do people really like do, do you speak french sean oui mon ami oh you do <laughs> now, in school, do you guys have half-and-half half French-English lessons, or is it English primarily?
2: It is taught in the schools, but there are French immersion schools where you can go to where you where you learn the Quebecois. The Quebecois. Mm.
1: Okay. Gerald, you ever been to Canada?
0: I will be going later this year for the first time.
1: What are you doing there? What are you, what are you going there
0: i got going to go check out Vancouver because we're going to go uh, to my son's uh, practice. Oh, yeah. At, he's... That, he's in Seattle, so we're going to go just right up from there and spend a couple of days in Vancouver. I've Vancouver! Heard
1: great, I've heard great things about Vancouver. It might be one of the place. I mean, I was there for a very short amount of time on a connection flight. Uh, unfortunately, I've heard that it's gone the way of uh, some of the big cities in, in, in the West Coast in terms yes. of its... Uh, Clean, cleanliness?
0: Well, we'll have to find that out.
1: So let it give us the 411. Let us know if that's true. Uh I, I could only imagine how bad it is over there, considering it gets cold over there, at least in LA and in San Francisco. I mean San Francisco gets cold, but it's not like Vancouver. You know what, Joe?
2: Uh, it really it doesn't snow as 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 much in Vancouver as it does everywhere else in Canada. So that's why it's uh very um alluring for for street people because you could be it's like la you could basically grab a sleeping bag and sleep under an underpass for 350 days out of the year wow that's pretty darn good might be why i considered vancouver as a
1: place i'd move to if i had to go to canada number one i wanted to stay on the west coast time zone because i love watching football at 10 a.m in the morning uh (laughs) most people don't but i do uh i love watching monday night football where the game finishes and I can go party afterwards, whereas <laughs> uh, East Coast people have to go to bed. I, I got that lesson when I was in New York watching a Lakers game, right? So the Lakers game started at 1030, right? I'm at the ESPN bar in, in Manhattan, and I'm thinking, hey, I'm in New York, baby, and I uh, nothing sleeps here, right? So midnight hits, and it's halftime, and they're closing up. I'm like, wait a minute. What the f- – what's going on here? The game's still on. So I had to freaking watch the second half on my phone. This is years ago, so yeah, it's interesting what fantasy versus reality is. Fantasy versus reality is always a—they're not really exclusive. Uh, I just—they're just not. Uh, I should say they're exclusive. I should say, and uh, but but again, happy happy trip there, uh, Gerald, uh, Sean. We are. Uh, I want to thank you for being on the show tonight. Allow and then Gerald, allow me to host the show. I do enjoy hosting the show every now and then, uh, just because it allows me to kind of get back to the 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 rhythm and the and the and the old ways of doing the show like I used to on the radio. So um, I want to thank you for letting me do the show tonight. And the Lakers uh, win, which always is a good thing. And uh for everyone out there, Scarlet Blue, Alan, uh Zangerstein, Jim Howe, Danny, all of our great a lot of these people were chats. with us
0: during the playback. Yes, playback.tv slash yes. last break.
1: Yes, yes. And 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 I can't we can't thank you enough, folks, for being on playback because playback is a little bit more raw. And I'm I haven't been able to show my face on there lately because Guys, I have a very beautiful TV, and I like to watch the game on there. Instead of sitting on a chair in my office, watching it on this little thing, sometimes I just prefer to sit there and just to be – I want to be Nick Molina. Nick Molina has has the right idea. Just my voice, kind of a little bit of a prep on what we're going to do later, right? It's kind of like a little teaser. Does is that, is that, is that that work, guys? Does it work? No? no, Maybe? Okay. So we enjoy We enjoy the verbiage. And then of course I enjoy watching on my screen. And of course I'm always trying to align the, 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 the the game with my TV so that, that we're not, I'm, I'm not ahead of it too, but for Gerald Glassford, Sean Grice, and hopefully the rest of the crew down the road, everyone says, hello. Thank you for joining us tonight, guys. We will see you tomorrow. And also Friday for the Minnesota Timberwolves on what hopefully will be the beginning of a five-game road trip of W's. So Actually, every,
0: well, we've already started the road trip of W's. Yeah,
1: it's a, it's it's going to need to say four more W's. Okay. To be success. So we've got one. We need four more. Okay. So, anyways, everyone have a great night. If anybody has any comments after we leave, you guys know who to email. And for those of you who want to put it right find,
0: below in the comments, we'll yes, you up. can make the
1: comment here. But I, I know I haven't been pumping up my Twitter it's because I rarely use it. But for those of you who want to comment, ask me any questions, or anything like that, guys, go to Joe Soro LFB, that's Lakers fast break initials. And I'll go ahead and start doing the whole Twitter thing because everybody loves Twitter for some reason, especially Carol. I don't like Twitter. I think there are more slime balls on there, but they do sometimes have good information. So, anyways, everyone have a great night. We'll see you tomorrow for some of you on on our pre pre game show. But for those of you who can't make it, we'll definitely see you on Friday and hopefully another win in Minnesota. So, everyone, good night and stay safe.